0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business your life to the next level. Today, I'm very excited to have my guest at Braith Bambkin. And Braith has a very short bio. You're going to be thankful. This, I usually have sometimes (laughs) very long bios, but a very short bio. So we'll ask him a lot more questions. Braith (laughs) has supported thousands of business people to take their business to new heights through his role as BN I, Melbourne Central Executive Director. He's a CPM Certified Practicing Marketer.
0: (laughs) I love that.
1: A Certified Practicing Marketer (laughs) who has corporate experience, but lives and loves the small business world. He's also run Uh several businesses as well as done time. (laughs) I love that. Done time in corporate
0: so far.
1: So it's fair to say that he knows his stuff. If you want dry and boring, you're not going to want to talk with Braith because he is not dry nor boring. We're going to talk about referral strategies for building a strong network. And to me, this is so important. I mean, it's one of the reasons I do this podcast. To me, the best way to network is podcasting. But we're going to hear uh, what he has to say about it. And everybody is afraid or hates marketing. And you have to love marketing. Get over (laughs) it. So I am very excited to have Braith Bamkin as my guest. Welcome, Braith.
2: Oh, thank you so much, Vicki. What a, what a beautiful introduction. I do like to make things brief and short, so I appreciate <laughs> that you like my brief, short bio.
1: Heck yeah, that gives us more things to ask. All right, simple first question. You know, if you've watched the podcast, I always ask, what part of the country do you call home? So what country do you call
0: home?
2: <laughs> Well, you can probably tell from my accent that I'm Australian (laughs) (laughs) and I'm very lucky because I get to split my time between two places. So I live in Melbourne, which is where I am at the moment recording this, but I also have another beautiful place up in Palm Co, which is up near Cairns on the Great Barrier Reefs. So when it's nice in one place, I'm there. And so I split my time between the two. So I have the best of everything, Vicky.
1: It sounds that way. And, you know, Australia, Fiji, all that are on my bucket list. So just, you know, be Uh aware that at some time you might have Vicky knocking at your door. (laughs) Come on
2: down (laughs) Vicky, come on down.
1: Please show me, there's nothing better than locals (laughs) showing you the sites, nothing better. Yeah. So I'd like for you to try to define referral and how is that different than a lead?
2: Yeah, I am so glad you asked that question because that's the fundamental cornerstone to generating referrals. And I think a lot of people, when they don't understand this, they get it wrong. So a referral requires three people. It's yourself, the person who you were referring, and the referee. So it's got to be a triangle, whereas a lead is simply a two-way street a lead would be me saying Vicky you you need my friend Sue and I get sort of give you a call you know and and you don't know who Sue is you don't know what Sue does it's like it's a random it's cold calling do you remember the yellow pages Like, like you know You're on that. Yeah. It's like for for the younger listeners on your podcast, the yellow pages is like paper Google, right? So back in the day we had this paper Google and it would be like me just throwing the yellow pages at you and saying, Vicky, here's the yellow pages go solve your problem that way. It's, it's tough. But when you have a referral, you're transferring your trust between yourself and the person who has a problem and yourself and the person who has the solution and there is an implied trust between those two people so that completes the bottom of the tri- triangle mm. and triangles are strong right and the straight line's not That's strong exactly. so you know triangles are hard to hard to break and mm. straight lines you can snap them so you know it's great to have that three-way interaction because then I'm prepared if you call my right. friend Sue she you knows she's going to call you
0: well,
1: and a lot of times the reason you refer somebody is because you've worked with them you've done you bought their product or service and and so it, it, you know a lot of times I, and I think this is where sales gets also sticky
0: yes yeah.
1: you know I love if i if I had a great experience at a at a restaurant or with a product or service I tell people about it all the time and i yeah. and I get so excited and they think, uh, are you getting a, a cut in this? <laughs> it's like, no, I used to say for years, we talked a little bit about my anti-aging business, but for years, uh, I used to talk highly about oil volet, because when huh? I was 12, my grandmother said, take this pink bottle and never not use it, you know, type of thing. <laughs> and and so then years and years, I used their products as they grew and and. Uh. And, and there was more of those products on my shelf than probably, um, I needed. And, but (laughs) I always talked about it and people like, do you get a cut from oil? It's like, no, no, I don't. I just know what it's done for me. And I'm going to talk about it. If I go to a movie and I love it, I will talk that up Warner, you know, (laughs) nobody's paying me for giving you that review. Yeah, I I think uh, that the referral that you're you're describing that that triangle is such a good point for people to remember.
2: Yeah, because at the end of the day, a referral is just solving someone's problem, right? You've got a problem, and I can help you solve it. And you know, as you said, you if you identify someone's got a problem, you can just say, I've used this product before, I trust it. I, I you know, I know it gets a result. How about I connect the two of you? And so, you know, you talk about simple things like movies and restaurants and that, but think about services like, you know, business coaches or electricians or Mm -hmm. real estate agents or mortgage brokers, you know, we all want our problems solved. And if somebody can solve it for us with someone they know, like, and trust, job done, makes our life easy.
1: And the other aspect of that, Mm. that maybe sometimes people don't think is we don't want to be embarrassed by our decision.
2: 100%. So
1: if I go to somebody on Google that I'd never tried, um, and it doesn't work, I if somebody knows that I did that, then it's you know going to be embarrassing to us. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're we're not going to be so keen on it. But mm-hmm. if I know that you tried that service or that product and it worked for you then at least i can say well you know it worked for him I, you know i just it didn't work for me and i'm not yep. as embarrassed
2: yes <laughs> you will kind of sad you know i'll do it.
1: yeah so if i'm a specific market and um you know i have my target yeah am i going to be missing out um, on business, if I if I narrow, you know, narrow our niche. Yeah. A lot of new entrepreneurs think I have to be everything for everybody, and we know what yeah. that
0: means.
2: Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are three words that I teach people to never use when they're asking for a, for a referral. That's anyone, everyone, and someone. And the reason for that is that. When you use those words, they're so broad and the human mind simply doesn't have the capacity to lock in on something specific. But if you talk about a very specific person or business or niche that you want to do business with and you tell a story about how you solve that niche's problems, the human brain can pick up on that and they go, Mm -hmm. oh, yes. Now, here's the thing that's amazing about that. Uh, Let's say you're asking for a very, let's say you're a business coach and you're asking to work specifically with uh, people who are business owners who've been in business for three plus years uh, and they're in the IT industry. And if people, people will understand that, right? So that's really clear to understand. But obviously, people can work out in their head that business coach helping business IT. Maybe they'll come to you and say, hey, look, you know, I know you work with IT people. I know you work with three-year-plus business people. But I have a friend that's just started their digital marketing business um, and they're new in the business. Could you help them? Of course you could. could. But, you know, because we've picked up on what it is that you do in that spe- specific market, it's very easy to, you know, work on the sides of that. For me, I used to have a mattress business and I used to always ask for a referral to health professionals in the Bayside area but it's pretty obvious when you've got a mattress store if somebody has a bad back we can fix that so I never ask for people with bad backs because you Mm. know who on your audience has not had a bad back like everyone's going to stick up their hand, and everyone just goes oh I can't think of that you know everyone everyone Mm. too much too much But, oh, yes, he helps people who obviously have problems because they're with healthcare professionals. If I've got a bad back, then clearly he's going to be able to help me. So people can work it out. But the more specific you are, the easier it is to be closer to your target market, and that's where the money is.
1: Yeah. So for me, I teach public uh, overcoming the fear of public speaking as well as leadership. And I have different audiences that I serve. And so I know what my audience is at that time and I speak to it. So when I'm Mm. uh, talking to parents, I'm going to talk about what I do for the seven, the nine to 17 year olds and how I can change their lives. But if I'm talking to a young entrepreneur, my, my talk is going to be covering the same things, but it's in a different story.
2: Because you've segmented, so you've segmented your business, and you know if you go into a department store, they've got segmented um, departments. So you've got the men's wear, the women's wear, the cosmetics. Mm-hmm. But in all of those areas, they're very specific about that particular segment. So it's yeah. exactly what you're doing in your business. So in in the department store, in the cosmetics section, they're not talking about you know drill bits, and <laughs> you know they're not are not talking about men's shirts they're talking about cosmetics so it's exactly the same for you so if you think of your business like a department store you've got with this department that does that you've mm-hmm. got this department that does that some businesses just have one department they only mm-hmm. do one exactly company. like you know like a jean a jeans shop do they still exist vicky i'm not sure yeah they do <laughs> you <know>. have jeans <laughs> but you know that's very but, but very it's specific. it's and
1: it And also, you know, whenever you're talking about referrals, if we could get back to that is you might talk to someone or in a referral and that particular person may not now need Mm -hmm. who you're referring them to, but they have that stored away (laughs) so that it's sometimes. So I, I would say a no is not a no. until it's a no seven or eight times but it's a not now oftentimes like i had someone that i worked with their child months and months ago and now they want me to work with them so it was not a need then but it's it's a need now and that referral is there
2: it's the reticular activation system right so we've stored that knowledge in our brain, the brain can store a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you package it up with a story uh, or an experience, people can remember stories and experiences. It's very easy for us to pull those back out. And so it's like the red Ferrari. If I said to you, Vicky, how many red Ferraris have you seen last week? You probably would say zero, unless your neighbor has got one. You probably live in a very nice part of Georgia. There's probably a lot of red Ferraris. But if I say that to you now, I pretty much guarantee you'll see a red Ferrari sometime, yeah. but not too the to future. And you'll say, Bray said I'd see a red Ferrari. Yeah, it's, exactly it's, it's that exactly. phenomenon. So that's yep. exactly what we're talking about.
1: So true. So... What if you say, Braith, I'm a great networker? Yeah. But I don't generate any referrals. What am I doing wrong? Oh, I hear this all the time. the
2: time all the time you know I I go to a lot of networking events uh because it's my business it's my stock in trade <clears throat> I run BNI but in BNI we also run uh some informal networking events here in Melbourne and I get a lot of people coming to those and they'll come up to me afterwards and I say Braith, you know this is my fourth networking event this week I'm really excited to be here and I say oh, and you know how's that going for you well, it's exhausting. And, and and how much business are you getting? Well, well, not really, but it's going to come. It's going to come. Um, and in some sense, they're right. It will come if you have a system, but you can be really busy doing networking. But if you don't take that the next step and actually take those networking events and use them as the top of your funnel, because networking is marketing, right? So it's the top of your marketing funnel. If you don't don't take that and build relationships that are going to yield a result then you're just wasting your time either that or you like going to events then <laughs> that's that, that's your thing yeah. knock yourself out
1: <laughs> are you doing this for social or for pay
2: <laughs> 100% 100% so if you the networking events are really the start of your your marketing funnel so it's mm-hmm. an opportunity for you to meet potential referral partners that you can down the track have a referral relationship with i say it's a one out of ten relationship so you gotta kiss ten frogs to get one prince out of that relationship but you don't know which one's going to be the prince right so you've got to invest time in people and then you you will find out which ones are going to be the great referral partners and in the meantime you're going to meet some really amazing people right yeah
1: and and i i think that that's one of the things that i've found is i've found some wonderful people along the way and people that I would, you know, I'd love, I'd go on vacation with some <laughs> of these people. They're so great. But, but also it's the joint venture aspect of it. Yeah. That you have something that I don't, but I know that who I serve could use what you do and how can we partner together to be able to use that um, to better serve those people and and that's what's really exciting to me and I always think of myself as a connector a part of why I do what I do is to say okay you know I I know this entrepreneur I'm helping them be more comfortable speaking but they aren't very good at the networking piece how can you help them with that and you know how can we work together
2: but do you know what I loved about what you just said? You use one particular word that I think is key to all of this. Do you know what that word was? I'm not, I'm not trying to trick you, but you know, connecting.
1: Honestly,
2: well, connecting, but the other one starts with S. Serve. You serve. Oh, oh, yeah. Them.
1: So, yeah. Well, that's because, my my leadership. Well, you is, probably hey, have that panties. built in. Yes. Yeah,
2: when it's natural to you, so you kind of like just do it. But I think what people forget when they're starting on their their journey is that you're trying to serve other people, and the more you help other people the more it comes back to you. It's kind of like, it's the law of reciprocity. In B&I, we talk about giver's game, but it's the law of reciprocity. If anyone's ever done any volunteering in your audience, they will know that the more you do in the volunteer organisation, the more you get back. It's kind of Mm -hmm. like this bucket that can't be filled. And helping other people and serving them to solve their problems is the name of the game in this whole referral and networking world.
1: And I think that's the mindset that you have to have when you go into the referral piece is that you don't go into it thinking, what can I get? Yes. Rather, what can I give? Yes. And as you said, at some point in time, somebody may need what you have. But until then, it's far better for me to give as much as I can to help people because that's ultimately what I want to do.
2: So it's kind of like the bank analogy. I know interest rates aren't great these days, but you know you put money in the bank slowly over time, and then interest rates will grow that money, and eventually you'll have enough money in your bank account that you can start taking some money out and not affecting the principal. It's like that in in referrals and networking. If you, the more you invest, it's a function of time because referrals and networking take time the more you invest in there at some point you're allowed to take money out you're allowed to take referrals out but that will come to you mm-hmm. and as i said in the volunteering thing you know once your cups full, it just overflows
1: yeah i love that
0: mm-hmm. so uh,
1: another was um when should i start i if i'm a new <clears throat> a new entrepreneur or maybe somebody that's just online only. When should I start yeah. and how should I start?
2: Well, the first thing you've got to know is who your ideal customer is. I think this is the really key aspect to any any business, no matter what you're doing. If you don't know who you want to do business with and why and what your unique selling proposition is, USP is the marketing term we all use. If you don't know that, then you can't actually invest any time in networking because you can't if if you can't explain to me what it is that you want there is no way I can help you find that it's mm-hmm. pretty obvious but people don't don't think about that so they jump into networking and they say I want to be everything to everyone and and, and people find that difficult to latch onto so right. the very first thing I encourage everyone in the networking space to do is be very clear about their target market. Once you've got your target market clarified, look for where people who hang out with your target market are networking. (laughs) And understanding the buying cycle will help you to understand who uh, is your target client hanging out with before they make the buying decision. Because once I've made the buying decision, there's no point in getting a referral because the job done, right? Right. So let's think of somebody that's uh, purchasing a new home. Well, who would they see before a new home? They would see a mortgage broker. Mm -hmm. And who might they see before a mortgage broker? Well, maybe their accountant. And Mm -hmm. who might they see before their accountant? Well, maybe they're working with a business coach to grow their business to get revenue. So if you think about the buying cycle, get as far ahead of the decision to buy your product or service to find where those people who those people are and then you want to network where those people are hanging out yeah
1: that's a good idea excellent so how do I make more money with less customers
2: oh I I just love this question because people just think more is more is more is more Mm -hmm. is more but it's the 80 20 rule and I'm sure you've seen this in your business that if you look at where your revenue comes from it probably comes from about 80% 80% of your revenue, you're probably coming from 20% of your customers, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we get very specific about where our good business is coming from, so I love to segment what's a platinum customer, what's a gold customer, what's a silver customer, what's mm. a bronze customer. And I encourage people to retire their bronze customers Um make a decision whether the silver people are going to become bronze or move up to gold. And then whether the gold people could ever be platinum people, because the platinum people will spend, you'll spend less time with them. They'll make you more money, but you will spend less time with them because you're so in alignment with what they want Mm -hmm. and your product or service meets their needs that the transaction is very easy. It's not difficult for you to convert the sale. It's not hard to, to sell your product. So, the, the further up you go into that segment, the easier it is. So pick the people that you have the best time with that make the most money with, and you'll start to see some traits there. There'll be some similarities there that so will help you to understand really where you should be looking for more of the same. Because I think often we look for the bronze customer. We think it's the beginning of the pipeline. You know, why go there? Why not just not go straight for the good stuff?
1: Yeah, and you made a great point. You said those that you have fun with. Um, one of my coaches talks about the fact that they don't work with jerks. (laughs) I (laughs) I think Warren Buffett says the same thing. And it's true. Why should you have that stress? You know, as stress adds pounds. We don't need those
0: pounds.
2: And you see those people that 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 are stressing you out, they never make as much money as the ones that that don't stress you out. Mm-hmm. and the dollars might be higher. but if you think of the cost of investing your time, your energy, your stress and your resources into servicing those people, wouldn't you be best better off just hanging out with people that want to do what yeah. you want, hang out with you? That's fun. Mm-hmm. you'll make more money and life will right. be easier. Yeah, and we all sure. want that, don't we, Vicky?
1: All right so if i'm clear on my target market how do i connect with these people through referrals so we talked about the the new people and the online people but say you've been in business for a while mm-hmm. and you need to really give a shot in the arm to it and and plus you know during the pandemic things kind of got sideways so how well, does an established business start to find creative ways to um, use this referral system.
2: Yeah, so I always say, look at what you've got currently in your bag. So some people wanna go out and get new more and different, but you already have relationships with existing uh, suppliers. You have relationships with existing referral partners. Look at those existing relationships and invest more time in those people and explain to them the sort of business that you're after and the mechanism that you use to do that is stories. So if you explain to those people how you have helped your target customer and how they could introduce you to more of those people, because you've got to make it easy for them to make the introduction, because I don't know how you want to be introduced. Do you want to be introduced by phone, email? Do you want a, a personal? That's the holy grail, the personal introduction over lunch. It's a mm-hmm. it's a great um, opportunity to to, to meet The three of you together, whatever your business or product or service is, you'll have a preferred way of being introduced. But if you can explain to your referral partner, this is the sort of person I want to do business with. This is the problem I solve for them. This is how I do it. Because you need to explain how you do it so they can kind of work it out. And this is how you would make that introduction then you will find that those people will be willing to invest some time in helping you if you do the same for them but the biggest thing that i find people don't do vicky is I just don't ask people Mm -hmm. don't ask because they're afraid if if you get past that and you get clear about what you want and you ask you know it's all they could say is no we're
1: not now but you know and, and that's why you and i would work well together because i help you Perfect your story. And when you get your story, yeah. you know, I evaluate whether or not that story is still the one you should use, you know, kind of thing. Awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time
1: for a rapid fire. We do have time for a rapid fire. Ooh. So, what, why is uh, people, why do people say that networking is dead because we're in the digital age?
2: Ah because they're lazy but here's the thing humans are programmed to want to hang out with other humans it's in our dna what happened when i I live in melbourne we had two years of lockdown really hard lockdown we're very proud of our our long lockdown but the minute it was over we just went out we went out partying we went to restaurants we went and hung out with our friends in parks The minute we were free, we were hanging out with people because that's our default. So you can do this on Zoom and it's wonderful that we have this technology but this, the, the nuance of being in someone's present cannot be replicated on zoom and you know this is the way that i know that that, that uh, the digital world will never replace the real world is you can walk into a room and you can feel a vibe right so you can feel is this room a good room is it, you know are the people in this room having fun is there a good vibe or is this a downer is this a place that i don't want to hang out are these people miserable we can feel that mm-hmm. you can't feel that on zoom But you can feel it in person.
1: Well, and and I look at always uh, technology as a tool. And so I think that it's, for me, if I go on podcasts with you and I enjoy that I'm going to look for ways or opportunities that we could do something in person. And if I meet you and I see... um, you know a, a see a video say on social media and it intrigues me then i'm gonna look to have that phone call or that lunch as you were talking about so to me it's like you know tech it's it all should work sort of like a dance you know and it, you just have to know, your know what,
2: you you just want me to be a tour guide in Australia, uh, I? <laughs>
1: and I do want you to be a tour guide in Australia.
2: <laughs> and I would happily take you to my. Place. Yeah, you have
1: to make sure but that say- I don't have all those things that could kill you there—the <laughs> the bugs, the plants. Oh, well,
2: everything it- in Australia is going to kill you. I know, that's Everything's right. going to kill you. <laughs> you just have to deal with that. <laughs> so you were going to say. Uh, I was just going to say, I remember when faxes came. Do you remember faxes? I of remember course. the first faxes. Your, your, your younger audience will will laugh at this, but the very first fax machines came. They were like thermo printed paper, like the dockets that you get these days. And do you and they smell? But do mm-hmm. you remember how long they used to take? Then, oh
1: yeah.
2: It was <laughs> like you know two minutes for. But the first the first time faxes came, I remember standing at the fax machine, just mesmerized by these things it's coming like, uh... through the machine. But but it was a tool that helped us do business. People will laugh now, but that was a faster way of doing business back then <laughs> than posting something. So clearly sure. technology is a tool that helps us. So, But what we've got to know is that it's a tool that helps us. It's not a tool that rules us. And yeah. that's why in-person engagement is always going always. to be powerful.
1: Always. Yep. So, It is time now for me to share my screen. If you are just listening, you'll want to go and grab that paper and pencil or pen (laughs) so that you can take down the information. But as I always remind you, it will be on my website and YouTube that you can get. So here is the opportunity for the screenshot of the website. And that is https colon forward slash forward slash B-R-A-I-T-H-B-A-M-B. I'm sorry, B-A-M-K-I-N. So that's B-R-A-I-T-H-B-A-M-K-I-N. BraithBamkin.com. That's the website. <laughs> the Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, and LinkedIn is Thank you, his name. So Breith.bamkin. <laughs> Braith Bamkin Instagram and breathebamkin LinkedIn. I love whenever you have your name as your Instagram and social media it makes life so much easier. I'm going to let well, I Braith- have a
2: unique name. <laughs> yeah,
1: yes, it is. Uh, I'll let you talk a little bit about what you'll find when you go to Uh
2: Thanks, Vicki. I appreciate that. Look, you know, we've been talking about referrals and I have this fabulous, fabulous free course that I've created. I'm really proud of this course. It's Uh, three easy steps to get your business referral ready today. Now, what I love about this course is even if you're not looking for referrals, what it will help you do is get very clear about how to communicate what it is you want in your business. So whether it's referrals or whether it's traditional marketing channels, it will really help you to define what it is that you want. So in the first phase, I talk about getting prepared and getting very focused on what you want. The second phase, I give people tools that really help them, particularly in networking, but it will help you in any marketing field. And then the third phase, well, knowledge is not great unless you've got an action plan. So I give them a really simple action plan. So that's awesome. a great course. It takes about just over an hour and then probably about another hour of filling out the the, the documents that you'll need. Then you'll be referral already. It's awesome. so easy and I'm, I'm really proud of that.
1: And then you do have paid courses, um, courses for pay, I guess. Um, yeah, are they yeah. 6 week courses 4 week courses how long are they
2: no no, I do uh, webinars, so topic-specific stuff. So people come in, they do the uh, webinars with me, then uh, they're all uh, saved on there. So they're uh, available at, at, at your own pace. And, uh, yeah, I have, a lot, I have a lot of free resources on there. I, I really believe that I, I have a lot of information to share. Awesome. And my business coach is always saying, you give away too much, but I can't help it because I want to help people.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and again, this is your moment for those that are watching to just go get that screenshot if you haven't already done it. I told you to do it at the beginning, but <laughs> just
0: doing it now. listen
2: to what Mickey says. Listen yes. to what Mickey says. <laughs> All right.
1: Okay. So it has been so much fun having uh, our little conversation today, our little chat, <laughs> and uh, making referrals fun. Um, I did want to mention that you are a laughter yoga <laughs> facilitator I have participated in laughter yoga and I just wanted to give you yay it is so much fun and if anybody is looking for um, a, a laughter yoga coach to have your summit or your your um your conference have some fun to break up some things you should just <laughs> yes. get breath to come and do that for you so you know what they
2: ago. do is they get me for the after lunch slot because everyone's comatized after lunch uh, so
1: they always bring me you in i've actually done it also first thing in the morning um at some ah, of yeah. the conferences just to get them awake and going and to yeah. set the the tone for especially if it's a three-day type of thing but
2: yeah
1: (laughs) awesome
2: any excuse what can you say i know (laughs)
1: you know people need to laugh more and we have laughed today so thank you so much for that i always end by thanking you and reminding everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride this
0: is vicki netling
1: signing off